You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The third round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grab each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your free shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Joining me, as always, I have Dylan Kayser, as well as Isha Jerome. How are you guys doing today? I hate to start off with a little weather report, but my God, I am dying out here. Uh, we even looked it up. Pigeon, what is it, like 104, 105 Fahrenheit right now? Correct. There we go. It's uh, It's a hot one here in the studio, Nick. Yeah, they're not used to that up there in the uh, Great White North. It's a nice 94 out here in uh, Northern California. We're recording this uh, June 27th. Um, so right now it's a beautiful 94, but you guys are sweating your balls off. Yeah, we're used, like to like, last time. we're used to like a consistent 76 in the summer. 76, that's very specific. I did my yeah. research. Okay. Yeah, he's like, right, hold on, I got to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple things lined up for you guys today. Uh, we're not going to be doing a player review today. We're actually going to be going over a couple of different things that have gone on for the Sharks in this offseason thus far, uh, starting off with a, just talking about the playoffs, how they got to where we're at right now. I think we're staring down the Stanley Cup final starting on Monday. A um, couple of different signings for the Sharks, as well as some rumors being leaked out, uh, according to a couple of different sources. So we're just going to jump right into this one right now. Playoff talk, Dylan. Who could have seen this Stanley Cup final matchup. And honestly, as a Sharks fan, I couldn't have been more pleased to see the Montreal Canadiens knock off the Vegas Golden Showers. And honestly, I'm just excited. I'm excited to see the boys in the, uh, I don't even know how they say it, like Rouge Blanc, it's something else. Um, not bad. I, yeah, not bad. <laughs> I can't wait, honestly, to see. I know Bleu, it's a little bit skewed. Bleu, Bleu Blanc et Rouge. That's, les, that's les, habitants. les habitants. That's so much easier. So what do you guys think? You guys uh, surprised by this, obviously? Well, I think uh, I think everybody's surprised that the Montreal Canadiens have made it this far. Um, looking at the teams that they beat, yeah, I mean, like the Golden Knights, we uh, we shit on them all the time, but they're a great team. And yeah. the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Winnipeg Jets, all strong teams. Um, now they're facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. I feel like the Lightning are maybe just on another level than these other teams that they beat, but... 
I don't know. I mean, you can't discount the Montreal Canadiens going to the finals. Um, I think they can get it done. I really do. But I don't know who's the favorite, to be honest, in this final. Well, Dylan, you pointed out to me that if the Islanders actually would have made it to the finals and that would have been Montreal's matchup, that maybe that would have... That would have screwed things up because right now they've only been used to playing teams that on paper and throughout the regular season and, you know, up and down the lineup depth wise and scoring wise have been better than them. So maybe uh, going against Tampa is, I don't want to say the best case scenario, but something they're used to ensure they're Tampa's on another level than the Vegas Golden Knights, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and obviously the Winnipeg Jets. But um, I think that they'll they'll rise to they'll rise to the challenge, and I think it's uh, overall something that they're used to. Nick, what are you thinking? I think any team that can hold Mark Stone to zero points in a six-game series can do anything. Honestly, and few takeaways. Yeah, I mean he was nullified I'm, I'm still waiting to see if there's some sort of injury report i know alec martinez w- played with like a broken foot for the majority of that series but he was still more relevant than mark stone was and honestly it was just amazing to watch that team again defy expectations and all like laws of reality to go on and beat the vegas golden knights so I, th- I think you guys kind of make a good point to where they've been playing the best team essentially in each division so far, you know, they beat, like you said before, they beat Toronto after going down 3-1, to one, I believe. And then they swept the Winnipeg Jets. And then they go on to not only just win against Vegas to, I, I, I don't know, it's just like convincingly like winning. it. Like all the no, games some were of those close. games They dominated some the of those Montreal games. The Montreal Canadiens absolutely dominated the game. There were no yeah. empty spaces in the neutral no. zone no, for was, Vegas to do anything. It was shutdown. insane. Yeah. And, and Carey like, Price. Yeah, exactly. And you want to talk about, I mean, we've said it before, you know, if there was a team that they could steal a series from, it could easily be Vegas. And why not Tampa as well? Tampa Bay got swept by Columbus just a few years ago. So the same exact team infrastructure, same core of players. You know, the only notable difference would be, I mean, just off the top of my head, Barkley Goodrow, really. But still, I mean, you're going to have a great goaltending matchup. Vasilevsky's been phenomenal four straight shutouts and elimination games so it's not going to be easy for either team and I think it's going to be a lot more exciting than people and odds makers are painting it out to be and the Montreal Canadiens too they're a better defensive team than the Mm -hmm. Islanders in my opinion from what I've seen in the playoffs in this postseason they've been better than the Islanders and though when the Tampa Bay Lightning won the games that they they did they won them pretty convincingly Mm -hmm. um you know especially with that eight nothing victory but I think, you know, they did have challenges with them. They did go to seven games. And if they're playing a team that's deeper offensively because the defense is so good in Montreal on the back end and, you know, their defensive core, allowing their younger players like Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, et cetera, to be and, able to... And you throw in Carey Price in the mix. Well, yeah, that's I mean. Oh, and the yeah. goaltender, too. They have room to play their game. And they're not worried about, you know, turning the puck over, which the Montreal Canadiens do quite a bit. But the neutral zone's tight. The defense is good, and I think that's going to be a headache for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who already struggled with that a little bit with the Islanders. Oh, I agree. And you could argue that the Lightning are a similar build to a team like the Maple Leafs and, and the Golden Knights. Maybe yep. not the Winnipeg mm-hmm. Jets. I might take that, yep. them out of that category, but uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And it's weird because it seems like 
kind of seems like all of Canada is kind of backing up the Montreal Canadiens. And Nick, we've talked about it before. That doesn't typically happen in Canada. because they're good. They're playing good. They're mm-hmm. playing good. And they're, they're a likable team. I think that's the difference. It might be surprising with guys like Corey Perry on the ice, but yeah. they are a likable team. And Mark Bergevin with that red suit. Oh, and his I, celebration. I, the celebrations. I fucking love that guy. What a beauty. Yeah. I just want to end it with one thing. You know, offense may win games, but defense wins championships. So there you, you got it. a guy like Deneau. Just center in that third line, completely Daddy shutting Deneau, down. Daddy baby. Yep. The big pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, Habs Nightly, I, I think they have a uh, a great Philip Deneau, like pizza shirt. They're actually their, having uh, a giveaway, so it, go check them out yeah. at Habs Nightly. Yep, they have a contest out. Uh, it's probably out right now, actually, if you're, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast yeah. on Monday. So there you go. So yeah, let's, uh, let's move into uh, some Sharks talk here. We have a couple of things we want to highlight and then get into some juicier stuff. We'll start off with something that's a, of pretty significant importance moving into this season. The Sharks sign Jonathan Dahlin to a one-year contract. Uh, this is a guy who went back to the Allsvenskan after he was traded for from Vancouver. Uh, absolutely tore it up for his you know his native club. Got them the promotion. I mean, he led the team and all of the Allsvenskan in points just an, at an absurd rate. Now, again, this isn't the SHL, so take every stat with a grain of salt kind it's of the ahl forward. of sweden yeah um so again still to be able to dominate in that in that sense it's a uh, it's nothing bad essentially and uh just a, a quote here from doug wilson says uh, jonathan went back to sweden this past year with goals of being the captain for his team and winning the championship in the all svenskan he delivered on his promises by being the mvp and leading scorer in the league and matured in his path to success he will take this experience he has earned and challenge for a spot in the NHL. And I think that's a pretty important bit there when he says challenge for a spot. This is not a guaranteed job for him at all. So Yeah, for Jonathan Dahlin, I mean, honestly, I think he can be an NHL player for maybe four years. Like in his prime, I think he will be good enough to be on a team and maybe put up 40 points in his prime. But outside of that, I think he's going to struggle um, I think it's going to be tough for him to make the team this year. Uh, but, of course, there are some open spots on the roster. So, hey, it's a possibility. Yeah, even if it's just for scoring, he played one full season in the AHL uh, two years ago, and he got 29 points, 14 goals, and, and 15 assists. Yeah. Um, ripped it up with Elias Pettersson when they were in the Alfenskin together as well. So, I mean, like, look, if you're going to play in Division Two, you know, Swedish professional hockey, you better light it up if you're going to, you know, at least take a run in the NHL. Yeah, he's talented. He's a scorer, and that's what the Sharks need. So, you know, if you're – and this is low risk, of course. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good signing for the San Jose Sharks. Is he Goldobin 2.0? You're about to find out. I think something that uh, I just kind of want to mention here before we move on to our next bit is uh, Byron Bader has a wonderful little player comparison uh, tool on his website. It's hockeyprospecting.com. And he actually has him comped very well to Connor Garland of the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. And uh, this is something we plan on bringing Byron on the show later and discussing this more in depth. Uh, but this is something that I feel like you don't, you can't necessarily say they are the exact same player. Um, but if you look at just point totals for Garland, again, you don't expect him to, to put those exact same numbers up. But I think that's something that you can kind of look forward to as far as play style and work ethic kind of in the, in the game. And uh, the shark system favors speedy wingers, and that's exactly what he is. So uh, I expect him to get at least a shot on the top two lines 
coming into the season if he makes the roster. He does have that European opt-out clause, so if it doesn't work out, this is a one-way contract. So he can't get sent down to the AHL. If it doesn't work out here, he's just going to go back to Sweden and play for his boys back there. Um, but I expect a little bit of a longer leash to be held for him because they don't want him to go back. They want to actually see what they have in him and uh, kind of assess that moving forward. So Another signing the Sharks made in the last couple of weeks, they re-signed Matt Nieto to a two-year 850 850- did I put million? What the hell? Eight hundred and fifty thousand uh, contract. Player in the NHL. I was like, wait, I would put an M at the end there. Would it surprise you? Would it surprise you that uh, it was the Sharks to give out that contract? Actually, though? you know what? Why must you hurt me? So, so that sound clip actually worked out pretty good. <laughs> it it's legal. Uh, <laughs> it's, he's making eight hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, well, I think it's good. You know, it it satisfies the exposure requirement. Every team has to have at least two forwards exposed to the Seattle Kraken that have played a specific number of games that are signed through the 2022 season. So obviously that was one of the things. But you're talking about a great bottom six player that's a really good penalty killer for the Sharks. So, yeah, it might hurt, per se, the younger guys trying to move in to this, to this roster. But at the exact same time, this is something that the Sharks have to kind of – you have to hedge your bets, essentially. If these young players don't work out, you need depth guys like Matt Nieto. You need depth guys, and at the end of the day, you can probably flip him for a fourth or a fifth round pick at the trade deadline. And, you know, moving forward in the next two years, the San Jose Sharks need more draft picks. So, you know, this just, it's more bullets, right? It's more ammunition uh, going into the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. And it's a two-year contract. So if he, if it pans out well, you got him for another year sitting on your, your bottom six. You know, Marlowe's going to be gone. I don't expect to see him get re-signed. If they do, I will riot. <laughs> I hope you hear me, Doug Wilson. I hope you're listening. I will riot. Uh, and everyone else will as well because, I mean, this team needs to move forward. And re-signing Patrick Marlowe is not moving forward. It's living in the past. And come on, you got to break up. I agree. I'm, as I believe that's all that's really notable. They also signed a couple of, like, AHL guys as well. Malosh and uh, Jeffrey VL also got some contracts. Those are, you know, oh, minimalistic Veal. signings. Yeah, Veal. I think it's VL, technically. But, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one one bigger piece of news, which I don't think is actually news for anybody, the Sharks are allegedly rumored to buy out Martin Jones after July twenty first. Let's go! Right, sound the fucking horns, baby. Let's get him off the goddamn books. Uh, they allegedly let that play out. Uh, they allegedly intend on exposing him to the Seattle Kraken, who, if they have a good brain, won't select him. Then they plan to buy him out afterwards. Uh, any thoughts about this move? Excited? It's about time. <laughs> it's about damn time. Um, yeah. Goodbye, Martin Jones. We yeah, we ripped on him in the the player review, so we don't have to get into all his stats. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think anyone who follows the Stick Hungry podcast and if they're new to this knows that uh, we're intelligent enough well, to know that this guy sucks. You know what? I'll I'll give it to Martin Jones. You know, there's some weeks doing this podcast where. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. And Martin Jones was an easy guy just to rip on for five or ten minutes. He was a good punching bag. He was a good punching bag. Yeah. So I'll give that to Martin Jones. Stick hungry podcast punching bag. We'll probably be not the only guys that miss you. He's, he's not actually a really good punching bag for pucks because they never hit him. Oh, well, that's yeah. a good An one. expensive punching bag, too. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, yeah, so line. hopefully, I mean, if we can get Seattle to take him, that'd be nice. But hopefully uh, that buyout happens. If it doesn't, we'll riot. Yeah, there's a lot of rioting going on. We're just... <laughs> 
Doug, we're sick of you. It's going to be a hell of a summer down in the Bay Area. It's yeah. like in downtown Montreal right now. <laughs> Tear gas for days. Yeah. Oh, Everyone rips on Vancouver, by the way. They don't ever talk about how the crazy Habs fans just ride over uh, a, like a playoff win. Yeah. Anyways. Well, because it was only broadcasted right? in CBC French, right? So like, you, can't, you don't know what's going on anyways. <laughs> C'est quoi ça? <laughs> French for the (laughs) (laughs) Moving into our biggest, I guess, kind of news bite, something that I saw and it really caught my attention. I think the second I saw it get posted, I I sent it to you, Dylan. I was like, holy shit, this is a bit of a a zinger coming out of, uh, I believe it was Daily Face Off, Frank Saravalli, Saravalli, posted a scoop. He has (laughs) a scoop. I like it. It's a scoop. It's a scoop. Uh, I'm we gonna need quote a scoop this. sound effect. What the hell is a scoop? What is a scoop sound? <laughs> I just thought like a spoon going in ice cream. That sounds like nothing. <laughs> like the heat's sand, getting to us, folks. Okay, <laughs> the heat yeah. is melting my brain. I'm <laughs> thinking about ice cream right now. All the wrinkles are being smoothened out in his little brain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to quote this directly from his website. Doug Wilson is navigating choppy waters in the Bay Area. Sources what a indicate, right? Just what a banger. There's chum in the waters, folks. I actually pictured Doug Wilson on a boat. <laughs> Holy fuck, boys. <laughs> <laughs> producer T's there. I'm not producer T, boys. <laughs> oh, Maybe man. that's where he is. Honestly, so probably on the boat with Doug Wilson. Producer yeah. T, where you at? Sources indicate significant friction built up between Kane and a number of his teammates last season. Frustration that was expressed clearly to management in exit interviews. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The trouble is Kane is also coming off the best season of his career, 32 goal and 40 assist pace over an 82-game season. He's one of the best at his position with a relentless forechecking style, and he's signed to a contract that is commensurate with that production. We'll see where this goes. So, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, the ghosts of Christmas past are allegedly haunting Evander Kane again. And, I mean, how are you guys reading into this? Well, I am not surprised whatsoever because this same story has happened with every single team that Evander Kane has played on. Atlanta, Winnipeg, I mean, same team, but, you know, yeah. for the sake of the list. Buffalo. And, uh, and now San Jose. Now the San Jose Sharks. So uh, not surprised whatsoever. I thought at this point, maybe in his career, that he'd matured a little bit. Well, that, that he'd grow up. He'd yeah. grow up. And, you know, especially with all this stuff that happened, uh, you know, with his finances and going through, uh, you know, the bankruptcy and all, and all that stuff. You maybe think he just would shut up and play hockey? Smarten up a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's apparently it just didn't happen, um, which is really unfortunate because he was our best player this year. So, what do you do? Like that's that's yeah. su- that's such a tough scenario well, his, uh, for Doug Wilson. And that's the thing; it's like his value as a player right now has never been higher. Yet, like, it, yeah. is another team going to give up a ton of assets to bring you know someone who just can't succeed in the locker room? Like, n- no, I, I can't think of a team who'd want to do that right now. I'm really interested to like see what the. I mean, we're never going to know. I'm interested what the exact details are that were expressed to management in the exit interviews. Is he ripping on these guys? after they play bad and he like is he calling out people in ways that he shouldn't be calling them out because i mean uh who does 
John Scott had said that uh, Eric Carlson wasn't liked in the locker room, right? Uh, and it was expressed imminently by, by veteran players in the Sharks locker room. It's like, well, at the same time, it, if you roll this over to Evander Kane, most goals and most assists. He's doing all the work by himself, it seems like. This team was ass, right? Is he calling out the captain when the captain isn't calling out other players? That, that's that's just... actually a good point, Nick. Yeah, no, it could be. That you bring up. Like, maybe he was just that frustrated that players just bitching and complaining. It's, that it's like... like that sound clip. Come on, Marlo, you old fuck skate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chelios, you old fuck skate. <laughs> and it, what's funny is multiple times throughout the year, we saw there was a goal that Evander Kane scored on Jordan Bennington. This is what the, during the Bennington freakout. Like, Evander Kane absolutely embarrassed Bennington. And there was like a brief, and I think John Boy Media did a, a review on this video too. I implore everyone to go watch that video where Eric Carlson gives Evander Kane this fucking smirk. No, not a word is said between the two guys. Like the, even during the replays, if you're watching it, they're just smiling at each other. And he's like, yeah, this guy's fucking dog shit or something like that, you know? And then that's <laughs> when Bennington has his freak out. So if you're telling me Eric Carlson, who was i mean yeah he was bad this year so was everybody else except evander kane right but you're telling me these guys both eks are bad for the locker room you know why would they extend them and is it any coincidence that every team that has had locker room issues with kane was dog shit that year except he's playing up to his contract you know i'm not gonna again this is all just speculation i'm just playing devil's advocate here i think it's it, a good i think it's a good point and i think that a hundred percent that's probably some of it but i believe that also players at the junior level college level whatever and the nhl level have have faced that before in the locker room so mm. to, to bring it up and a lot of them to bring it up, it must have been like a little bit more. Well, I mean, like, are they just complaining because, you know, this is the who the guy is? Maybe he's just really outgoing and some people just kind of can't handle people like that. So maybe yeah. they complain a bit in, in their exit interviews. But was Evander Kane, you know, going after individual people? I don't suspect that's the case. I just think some people, you know, can't handle, you know, different personalities. Yeah. And he and is a the personality. Exact same thing. Yeah. The exact same thing was said about Eric Carlson when uh, John Scott spoke about it on Dropping the Gloves. So I'm interested to see if it's a bunch of like whiny Sharks players that are mad that Evander Kane's doing something that they don't like or he's saying something that they don't like about certain things. Because, I mean, it's a very politically diverse locker room. Everyone knows that, right? So I don't know. It's just I don't want to be able – I don't want to sit here and say that he's completely – not guilty because obviously we don't know any of the extra information but at the same time it's if you're just looking at the incident by itself is it with your top goal scorer your top point getter essentially you know who's saying these things and it doesn't even say specifics obviously because it's a give me the scoop sound effect i guess um yeah it's <laughs> it's a scoop it's a number of his teammates and frustration was expressed clearly. It's like, you know how many times I'm watching the Sharks last season, I'm saying, fucking Kane's the only one doing anything. And maybe he has that sense of like, I don't even know what the word is. He feels like he has to do everything by himself. He's forechecking the hardest. He's setting up the plays by himself. And he was bounced around between the top and the second line. But he obviously produced. So 
who's really at fault here? Is it a, a coaching issue? Can you can we still boil this down to a coaching issue where the guys are kind of going at each other because the coach can't get a handle on the locker room? Or is he actually back to his old ways and he's I – mean, he can't actually hold money up to his ear anymore because he's broke. But Well, I think part of it too is, you know, the, the core of this team – um historically in their careers have been on good teams you know now the team has been playing poor for a couple seasons and look at any franchise that has losing seasons things like this happen it it, this is not a a situation that's specific to the san jose sharks it happens in every organization so i mean for me i i just think it's unfortunate that it happened especially with evander kane because his play was probably the highlight of the season for the San Jose Sharks, but I don't think we should read too much into it unless more comes out this summer. I I, I don't think we should read too much into it. Hey, look, and the last yeah. thing I'll say on the matter is if he actually is a scumbag, trade him to Philadelphia straight up for Kata Hot. <laughs> apparently Kata Hot's a scumbag too. So it's a scumbag for scumbag swap. Yeah, little scummy swap. <laughs> little scummy swap. <laughs> and I mean, what could you even get for Evander Kane in this instance? If it isn't another locker room problem player, you're not going to get much because a scummy kind of name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name just carries too much like uh, a stigma with the locker room issues. Yeah. He's one of the best at his style of play. He can knock you out and score a goal on you in the exact same play. But I don't foresee the Sharks moving on from him unless they get some sort of crazy offer. You know, he could be marketed to Seattle. If, well, if the, if the one team I want to bring up, um, Pigeon, you were actually, uh, we were talking about this the other day, and you brought this team up, the New York Rangers. I mean, yeah. they, they'll take on anybody. I mean, the New York Rangers will take on anybody with any sort of publicity. Exactly. So, so hey, there's, yeah, they don't have any issues there. Dude, they have no shame. <laughs> no, none at all. No. I figured if, if the Sharks do end up wanting to move on from him, I think that an easy destination for him would be Seattle that Seattle wouldn't have to give anything up. If the Sharks want to get rid of him without having to, be, you know, if they try to trade him, I know you want to trade. You want You're going to gonna trade have to something. get something back. There's gotta, no yeah. way that they're going to no. let him go to Seattle. Uh, it, yeah. it, like, unless it's really bad. But if it was really bad, we we, we would have heard well, that What, what if it's something out. like you take Evander Kane and you take a bad contract and we Ooh. get back a draft pick? No, or that. we get, or you can get back a number of, or a, a bet like a, a pick or a player that they got f- during the expansion draft. Yep, you know, you yeah, could, I, you, I think you could work something out there, Dougie. Yeah. Call us up. That, that was when I messaged you earlier about this. I said I had a big brain idea about it. It was something along those lines. You you got a team like New Jersey or you know the Islanders where they can't protect all their stars. If you allow them to take Evander Kane and you get them like a Martin Jones, wink, wink, right? Something like that. You you don't even need to take a, a pick. Of course, the Sharks would want to pick back, but to sweeten it up, it's like, actually, let me get one of those guys or two of those guys or, or a player and a pick that you just selected. You know, you can make one of those, I'll trade you Martin Jones for expansion draft consideration, stuff like that. So I feel like if there is a destination for him, if the Sharks want to trade him, like you said, New York could easily be a possibility, but I feel like Seattle has the highest, in my opinion, of course, which means jack shit. But it, it, it could be a very good scenario for both sides. You know, very marketable player, one of the best in, in the league on a new expansion team like Seattle. 
It, there's a lot of options. But and like Seattle's there. going to be hard-pressed to get top-end talent like that. Not to say they're going to be a bad team, but I think they're going to have a bunch of, you know, okay, decent players. And they're not going to have guys that are putting up 30 goals like Evander Kane can. So I, I agree. And marketing-wise, it would be perfect for Seattle. Yeah, and as much as it would destroy the Sharks, because every time he played the Sharks, he would put up a, like a flurry of goals on whatever goaltender we have sitting in for that day. But this is a way that you could clear up cap space by getting them to take on a shit contract as well and kind of turn the page and move forward. So Yeah, no Martin Jones, no Vander Kane. You have a ton of cap space, and that's you know then, the then real can, step one yeah, to a rebuild. Absolutely. That's a $13 million relief, by the way. If you do the math, $12.75 million off the cap if they take both of those players. Well, then the so, ball's rolling, right? It, it, it doesn't stop you from moving another big contract. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be the, the big stone that gets unturned to make even better moves to really retool or rebuild this squad. But again, what the Wilsons do, nobody actually knows. So, you know, I, I think that actually sums it up for all the Sharks news. Is that like that an old, old, old timey saying, or is that just like a Bay Area saying? What? I, I can see that being an old saying, like what the Wilsons do, nobody knows. Like the like the neighbors or something. <laughs> nobody like, knows. Like the fucked up neighbors. What the Wilson does, do nobody knows. You don't look over that fence, bud. <laughs> no, that is not a saying, but it can easily be one. Well, it is. It's like keeping up with the Jones. That, well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what, like, along the lines of what I was thinking there. That's funny. It's, it's like you got keeping up with the Joneses, and then you got no one knows what the Wilsons are doing. So <laughs> it got, works. And then you got Coles we're in the middle. We're, yeah. <laughs> did you guys see uh, really quick? Did you guys see when PK Subban was talking about uh, Montreal Canadiens and Cole Caulfield, and he called him Caulfield? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of memes and gifts that you know ensued on Twitter was 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 amazing. Yeah. So uh, one last thing before we sign off, go Habs, go, go Habs, go, baby, les habitants, les habitants, bleu, uh-huh. blanc, et rouge, omelette du fromage, <laughs> the pommes frites de la biftec. All right, Nick, sign us off. We got we got to end this. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore. You can follow the podcast at stick hungry pod and you can follow the network at hockey pod net dylan you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn and you can follow myself at producer underscore pigeon shameless plug go check out this dope new youtube channel everything or sorry every day hockey <laughs> don't even know your own youtube channel name <laughs> great plug there bud great plug All right, everybody stay safe, drink your water, and uh, have a great night.